Hello and welcome back to another episode of Drama School Dropout. I'm back this week. I'm no longer ill, thank God. But I do want to give a big extra special thank you to Heather Spiden for jumping on and stepping in and taking the reins for me last week with the intro and outro. She did an absolutely smashing job and who else thinks she should start her own podcast? If you do, let me know and I'll try and bully her into doing it like I bully her into doing everything else. But you know the drill, guys. As per usual, my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident drama school dropout and I'm back, back for good. We're never getting ill ever again this week it's episode 72 and i am joined by an actor whose talent is absolutely incomparable please welcome to the podcast phil hill pearson drama school dropout no graduation day for you drama school dropout Fuck your whole course now try something new drama school dropout Hello, welcome to the podcast. Uh, well, thank you for having me. I, I'm genuinely so excited. Like, I don't tell anyone who's coming on the podcast apart from my mum. And I phoned my mum yeah. and I was like, I've done it again. I've got another blinder of a guest. Oh, and she was cool. like, who? And I was like, Phil Hill Pearson. He was on Shameless because everybody that knows this knows that Shameless is top tier. My favourite TV show. Still in a war with the American one because it's shit. <laughs> Fair enough. No comment on that. Oh no, you don't want to comment. Um, me and my friend were talking the other day, and I was like, he was like, you know how you love Shameless, and I was like, yeah. He was like, you can never have anyone from the American Shameless on your podcast. Doomed it now, yeah. Well, it's still, still to this day. Like I was just, I just finished a rewatch maybe like two weeks ago. Well, I think like, it came back out on Netflix or. During lockdown, didn't it? And yeah. kind of, I do a bit of teaching when I'm not acting, and a lot of the students and stuff were obviously way too young then when I originally did it, and a lot of them were doing it and rewatching it. So it's it's been good. Um, what I like to ask everyone, though, we'll come back to Shameless because I've got questions. Um, okay. What I like to ask everyone, though, is how did you get into acting, and what was your first ever role? And it doesn't have to be a professional one. Um, I did. I always enjoyed it as a kid. Um, you know, just kind of doing Christmas shows with my sister for family and whatnot. And then my my nan saw this um, advertisement in a paper for like an open audition for a bird's eye advert in Leeds. And I got through first round. It's quite horrible, really. They kind of lined 50 kids up and <laughs> no, 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 no. And I think I was the first one out of that line. I remember that got through, got through all these stages. My best mate now, who's also an actor, we, we met randomly at this audition. Like, anyway, I got... I didn't get the part, but I got like the kind of, um, what would you say, like the understudy, I guess, to these two main lads and I had to travel to London and, you know, in case one of them, for whatever reason, couldn't yeah. do it or kind of got stage fright. And one of them, it was a very successful actor all over America and stuff now called Christian Cook, uh, went to this place called Stage 84 in Bradford and recommended it. I went and just got the bug pretty instantly. And I've done it ever since. And I decided about 14-ish that I wanted to kind of go on and do it, you know, kind of as a... Turn it into a career. Yeah, you know, drama school route and all that. So I kind of, and I did bits and bobs of TV and theatre and stuff as a kid, but I kind of count it as a separate time post-drama yeah. school to pre-drama school and post, you know, I kind of then... So my first actual job, actually my first job was, uh, while well, I was still in my third year, was working um, 
like a what would you call like a, we did like a work in progress of this theatre piece workshopped yeah. it through uh, to try and get funding and stuff um, so they let me out of drama school for the week to go and do that which was called Apples Is that how you get funding for theatre because I'm just paying for it all out my own pocket Yeah do you know what I don't really know the ins and outs of what that was I guess there's all various different ways I've not done much theatre I don't know much about money <laughs> so yeah. I don't know, no, me but... and my friend are, um we wrote a play over lockdown and obviously because of the lockdown when we went to the obvious places for funding like Scottish Creative Fund and the Andrew Lloyd Webber Fund everything's being rolled over because the people who were supposed to get the money in 2020 didn't get the money in 2020 yeah fair enough so I'm a bit like oh looks like we're paying for this Heather (laughs) I know like so many people try and get stuff up and going, don't they? And it's just so hard now to get funding from what I can gather off friends yeah. that have done it. Thank God I was I was lucky enough that we could pool enough money together to book a theatre and put one night on. And then we had another night booked and we had to cancel it just because it was selling shit shitly. Like there was no tickets selling and they wanted more money out of us to pay the rest of the theatre off. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it. Okay. So we're taking it step by step and hopefully that by the end of the first show there'll be enough to then put on another one or yeah because i was just like i'm not putting any more money in it's like we are like thousands of pounds in at this point and i've got nothing back yet there's only so much you can do isn't there, if you're not doing it off your own back sort of thing. yeah um, talking about drama school though while I was doing my, my research I read that you went to East 15 and I, I could be completely wrong because my, my research has let me down before but everybody that listens to this podcast knows that one of my favourite things in life and they absolutely fuel my life are crazy and funny anecdotes from the industry do you have any from your time at East 15? I did go to East 15 researches right I had, I, had this, I struggled really at drama school a lot. I went at 18, I lasted a term, left for a year and they were very kind, they let me go back. So you're almost a drama school dropout? Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, I was for a year. Um, I spent all my kind of student loan in the pub. Yeah. Um, I kind of lived a lot of my drama school experience like um, like a proper student. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hot noodles and beer and all the rest. Um, there are a couple, there's loads, lots of great, great memories as well. Mm. But one that thing that stands out is I lived with um I, at one point I can't remember this is probably second year a guy called Ken and they decided to put on a bit of a drag night and Ken used to kind of enjoy drag and it was a bit out of my comfort zone completely but he persuaded me he said all the lads are doing it in the year will go full out he sorted me out the outfit the shoes the full works the hair <laughs> the fit and it was a bit like kind of on fools and horses with um. Rodney and Dell, when they kind of turned up to that thing, and it was just me and him in drag, and nobody else had bothered. It's like, Da-da! oh my god, you know what I mean? And literally, yeah. no, but I just kind of embraced it and went to the local, really, really rough pub in full drag and had uh, an absolute brilliant wow. time, to be honest. Um, and that always sticks. So, there's lots of lots of stories from drama oh, school, yeah. but I wasn't a model student at all. I don't um, think anybody that goes to drama school is a model student. Fair enough, no. Because yeah. I know for a fact that I'm not. Yeah. So it's just, no, there are there is some crazy shit that goes on behind the doors of drama school yeah. classrooms, and it's absolutely, and they just fuel my life. I just love yeah. them.
you can now become an official drama school dropout. We're now on Patreon and you can help this podcast grow on so many levels. As an official drama school dropout, you'll have access to unique benefits, including exclusive early access to episodes before anyone else. To become an official drama school dropout, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash drama school dropout. But another thing that I do like to ask, just because I learned so many lessons my first time around at drama school, what what would be the biggest lesson that you learned while you were there, would you say? Do you know what? I think looking back at my time, I recently read some old reports <laughs> and I wasn't, I teach now as well, like I say, mm. in a college. And I think I was probably a little bit disrespectful towards some people's methods and probably had a bit of arrogance with that. If I was to do it all again, I'd probably try and believe in people's teachings a little bit more. Yeah. But I, at the time, the drama school was a little bit out of touch with the industry. Um, still is. Still is. Mark, yeah, a lot of them, I think, probably still are. The audition process, especially TV and film, was just almost non-existent. I think don't be scared to question things. I never think there's a certain method. I think you can kind of find your own method and your own way and what works for you and take a little bit of everything. So I think it's be kind, but also don't be scared to question things. Yeah. Um, find your own way and find your own kind of, your own method, personally. Yeah. No, that's, I, I completely agree. It's been something that, when I say that drama schools are still out of touch, I don't mean the one that I'm currently at, just to preface that, because I've, I've said it a million, we've been encouraged to do lots of different things. Like we had a whole module based around researching like Uta Hagen and all them kinds of people. And then they were literally like at the end, well, what works for you and what doesn't? And we had to write an essay and that this was now my, in air quotes, method. And this is how yeah. I'm going to carry on. Don't get me wrong, a lot of mine was bullshit. But yeah, it, it's drama schools, uh, with the exception of the one that I'm at, everyone that I've experienced don't really know what they're talking about when it comes to the industry. And But I think the way that it works with the one that I'm currently at is all my lecturers are working actors. Right, great. I think that's smart. So they all know what happens. Yeah. You know, there's no disrespect to a lot of the teachers who do have some brilliant methods and whatnot, but... Um, I found personally at uh, 15 I was disagreeing mm. with uh, their thoughts about the industry and yeah. I don't know I'd like to think it's changed changing but like you know more than me um, so I, I, I don't know I think you've got to really go with your instincts and yeah is the first and foremost for me the biggest note you can I give when I'm teaching is uh, take direction even if you even if that director knows you nailed it the first time and that um, audition they're going to give you a note just to see that they can work with you you know what I mean so I think it's the most important thing you can take out of drama school is taking a note taking direction and being able to mix it up pretty quick you know it's a 20 second kind of thinking time yeah. and then bang again what uh, kind of acting do you teach I teach just um it's a place called Kappa College in Wakefield which is a lovely performing arts college really really high standard and I just teach acting for camera Oh, I am currently looking for an acting for camera class. Um, yeah. they, they, it's only college level, so it's 16, 18. Oh, God, I'm, I'm yeah, out so of that. I'm out of out. that age range. <laughs> but yeah, if anybody um, is listening out there that wants to um, give me some free camera classes, I'll give you lots of advertising on the podcast. So 
my emails below. Please get in touch. No, because I realised the other day we had a, we've got a big audition in rep module where we just go and audition for lots of industry professionals. It's quite cool actually, and. I went in and I done a monologue for this agent and he was like, you're very theatrical, but can you do stuff for TV and can you bring it down and can you just do it again, but bring it all down? And I was like, yeah, of course I can. And I, I got my feedback after it and my lecturer was like, yeah, you didn't really do anything differently. And in the back of my head, I was going, yes, because I've had four camera classes and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. It's, it's not enough though, is it? You know, like they, they don't know nowhere near enough acting for camera no. classes. They no really way, no. don't. So that's like on my on my bucket list for this summer. Learn how to act on camera. There's some great ones here, but I'm like round here, you know, Leeds. Bit of a commute. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. And <laughs> I don't think they're online either, but so yeah. <laughs> a new question that I like to ask, and I've only recently added this in, so this wasn't on the, the ones that I sent over. You don't have to answer it if you don't want to. This show's called Drama School Dropout, and I will always maintain that dropping out of drama school was the best thing that I ever done. Have you ever been in an acting situation or on a job that you wished you would have dropped out of? That is a good question. There have been there have been jobs I've struggled on yeah. um, more than others. And I no, basically there isn't because I think, um, you know, I, I do work and I have been kind of pretty steady for the last kind of 12 years and worked every year. But there have been times where it's been six months off and I've got family. I think if I've chose to take that job on, Mm. Um, most part they've been good you've got to earn money yeah uh, so I've never felt really like I absolutely hate this I've, there's been parts I've struggled with mm. um, but that's more that's more in me rather than yeah actors I've struggled with they've been directors I've struggled with but uh, no never never that to that sense personally yeah that was a long, a long answer for a simple <laughs> <laughs> it's all good uh, you should hear some of the way I ask very simple questions and take five minutes to ask them. It's quite fun. Sometimes genuinely I ask a question and I'm like, what the fuck did that take so long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, um, another one that I always like to ask everyone, and I have been since uh, day one, is if you were booked in the West End to do a one-month run in a two-person show and the casting director comes and says to you, listen, we've got enough money that we can just afford to throw shit at the wind. And yeah. you can pick anyone in the world, as long as they're alive, to be a co-star. Who are you picking? With these sort of questions, I always try and think um, British. So I'm going to keep on that. And my initial thoughts were somebody I've already worked with on TV, um, which is Stephen Graham. For me right now, he's... Very oh, popular answer. So on his game. But because I've had that pleasure a couple of times, I think on stage... I'd, Go right now, um, Mark Rylands, just because of um, some of his characters that, you know, the varied roles he plays are just yeah. uh, So uh, I'd like to learn a thing or two, I think, of uh, Mark Rylands, yeah. Yeah. Um, and for everybody that's returning to the podcast, you already know what I'm going to say, but for everyone new, please go over to Catherine Tate's social medias, spam her comments, and ask her to come on the podcast, or do one a two-person show with me in the West End. That's all I want in life. <laughs> Catherine Tate. I, I want to just quickly move around to Shameless now, because like I said, one of my favourite TV shows of all time. What was the audition process like for you? Because you entered in the middle of one of the most iconic TV shows in Britain. Yeah, I was, um, I think, 
I signed with this agent, this agent, my old agent at the time. And um, it was like a week after I graduated. It was really quick after drama school. Um, I went and read for, they told me at first it was for a completely different role, a smaller role. Mm. And then in the room, I think, then they maybe took me some scripts for Bruce. I had one audition. I got a call saying that they wanted me to go in and make, meet David Threlfall. Um, what a legend. Yeah, and, and do some, you know, read for him, basically, and in front of him. And then I got another call saying, you, they've changed their mind, they don't need you to come in, they've, you've, got, you've got the job, which was just quick, really quick out of drama school, really nice, and um, I was petrified. Because <laughs> David Threlfall sort of became the running machine of it, didn't he? He sort of kept everything going. He was directing, acting, probably doing a little bit of producing as well. I think Kay was producer when I was there, I believe, um, or an exec producer or whatever, and directed maybe a couple of seasons before that. And he did direct on the season I was on, but not on any of the episodes I mm. did, I don't believe. I mean, it became, he was, it, it was him, wasn't it? He was the, you know, the, the main man. Of it all. I think so, yeah. Did you have any reservations going into it? Because obviously it's so massive and so iconic. Uh, I mean, I was shitting myself, but <laughs> yeah. I was excited as well. I, I met it was a really good friend of mine still. Uh, he's living in Australia now, but I, I met him on the car on my first day, Kieran Griffiths, who played Mickey Maguire. Um, and he, but he's crackers, but great fun yeah. and just made me feel super comfortable and super at ease. Have you got a favourite behind the scenes moment? One of my first, I wouldn't say it's my, my favourite, but it's something again that's probably going to stick with me forever. It's um, one of my first ever days, Bruce had to go up to Frank and square up to him, mm. pretend to headbutt him and then kiss him. And uh, Lawrence Till, the director at the time, said, I want you to stick your tongue in. It's obviously David Threlfall. <laughs> I was like, what? And now I'd probably maybe question that. that. Yeah. You know, in my 30s. But it was my first job, day three sort of thing. Um, and I just did it. And he got the reaction I wanted and David went with it and they kept it in. But um, I just was that fresh that uh, I just did did it yeah done, done um, as you were told basically and yeah and it still stuck me like that was a strange but it worked i guess but yeah it was uh it was I so mean, you, you're one of very an elite bunch that can say they've snogged david threlfall yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no comment on that this episode of drama school dropout is brought to you by high productions newest stage play this is where we get off. This is where we get off follows the Moffat family through some of the most difficult days of their lives. Yvonne is seven months pregnant, her husband Philip is constantly disappearing and leaving dodgy phone bills behind, their 18 year old son Lip is debating joining the army and trying to navigate his love life, and their dog breeding, sex toy selling neighbour Rhonda is still doing her weekly shop in their kitchen. How will they cope with the unexpected arrival of an estranged family member? You can catch This is where we get off in Glasgow at the Webster's Theatre on the 21st of April with more dates to be announced. Get your tickets now at www.highproductions.co.uk We're coming up to graduation season now and on average 7,500 new people enter the industry. Can't wait to be in competition with them all. What would be your one piece of advice that you'd give to all of the graduates that are graduating this year? A lot of people panic because they don't straight away get jobs. And a lot of people, I think I know some actors that have stuck with it for several years, working mm. this and the other, trying to get different agents, doing bits and bobs, and then get that that one, 
you know, that or that couple of jobs on the bounce. I think it's the same is when you're getting in those rooms, is what I mentioned earlier, is take the note, you know, and really, really work with that. And I think it's so important that a director sees that change. Yeah. Because they need to know that if they get you on set or they get you in theatre, that they can work with you and you can, you know, it's not... I remember a director saying to me once he had this actor came in, he was so, so, so prepared. But he was that prepared that he couldn't change a thing when they asked him to. So he was just down, he was so focused on, I'm going to do this, I'm going to say it like that. And I think it's use your instincts, but don't go in set on a certain way. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, 100%. And it's so horrible. I've done that before of being like, I'm going to say it this way. And then when I get to this line, I'm going to turn and all that. And then they're like, yeah, could, could you do this as, because sometimes they just do shit to fuck with you. They're like, could you do this as somebody who's just had their leg amputated and is looking for their dog? And, yeah, yeah, go on, yeah, all right. And you're like, fuck, right, quickly, you've got about 10 seconds to prep yourself on how you're going to do this. So important is probably a lot of them are going this way, Zoom, Zoom meetings. Um, I find them, in, I let myself down last year with a few kind of last stage ones. I find them incredibly nervous. Zoom, I think, learn to get relaxed on these situations. And obviously these days, yeah, huge is self-taped. Be prepared. Yeah. We're going to play a game now. And this game is one of my favourite things in the world. Uh, it's called Stage Right or Stage Shite. And it's okay. three stories. Two of them are the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And they've been sent in by our listeners. And then one of yep. them is a big fat lie that has been made up by our producer, Heather. And I have the answer in a sealed envelope so I can play along because I never used to play along. And then I really loved playing the game. So I was like, right, need to find a way to play along with this. Um, so, yeah, number one, I went for an audition and completely forgot all of my lines mid-taping. So I just started reciting my best man's speech from a wedding a month prior. Number two. My secondary school drama teacher loved 90% of Romeo and Juliet, but hated the character of Juliet. So she rewrote the play so that Juliet wasn't in Romeo and Juliet. It was terrible. (laughs) Number three, right after drama school, I booked a job on a big UK soap. I went shopping the day before my first day of shooting and fell over my laces and broke my arm. I was replaced and it was a great part that stayed on the show for 12 years. I could believe that. See, the first two, I'm just like, they've both got to be like... See, I'm more going towards Juliet being written out of Romeo and Juliet. Surely you just don't do the show. I mean, that just seems too unbelievable that you've just got Romeo. Romeo. (laughs) The first one's great. I think the first one's just ace. You forgot your lines and you start (laughs) reciting the best ones. I want that to be true. I want that to be true. So you're going for number two. I think I'm going to go for number two as well, just because I think that that's the one that jumps out to me out of them all of, especially if you're a drama teacher, Romeo and Juliet's on the syllabus. Yeah, it can't be. Can't Number be. two, we were correct. Um, yeah. yeah, no, you imagine walking into a drama classroom and the teacher just going, right, for the end of your show, we're going to be doing Romeo and, because I hate <laughs> Juliet and I've written her out. So what's... Um, What's Romeo's girlfriend called in it beforehand? Rosaline. It's Romeo <laughs> yeah, yeah. and Rosaline. Um, I just, I don't understand. I want to read it. Well, I mean, I don't because it's a lie, but I, I kind <laughs> of want to see how that would happen now. 
Well, you could write it now. That's your chance now. Oh, God, don't give me another thing to add to the to-do list. Oh, not so. <laughs> I'm sat here like this. Oh, I've got lines to learn. I'm in the middle of a show. I'm in the middle of directing a show. Yeah, no, leave that for a couple of years. Yeah, I'm being straight. Well, somebody, anybody that's listening can have it. Just let me have a free ticket. Yeah, let me let me and Phil have a free ticket. We'll come see it, and you can have the idea for free. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you been up to much lately? Have you been doing any acting work or anything? Yeah, yeah. Um, I had I had a terrible year last year. I work wise, I, I did a lovely job. I got typical. I got two um, offers in two days, but I already accepted one, and they clashed. <laughs> I did all creatures great and small, and then something came in, which, funnily enough, um, I mentioned him earlier. One of the old directors of Shameless offered me a part in Silent Witness, um, and I felt obliged to all creatures. They'd come in first, and I yeah. thought that was the right thing to do. I did that. I loved it. It was super fun. And then I, I was down to like three, like three jobs in about three weeks with the Zoom things that I mentioned, and just just fell to pieces at the final stage and then if I'd have booked one of them that would have been great but then I decided I needed some surgery uh, on my knee so I decided to do that and then at the back end of last year I landed a job which I've just finished in Manchester an ITV drama I'm normally really bad and always say what things are but I'm not sure how much is out there about it yet just tell (laughs) us everything who's the killer yeah no and uh, I'm just kind of dropping one episode of that playing a bit of a a wrong one, and I'm going to... Um, oh, so you're the killer? One. No, no. <laughs> um, and I'm off to Ireland in a... Lovely. Weeks, on and off for a few months doing an Irish drama. Fun. Uh, which okay. I won't say anything again, because I, I never know how much I'm allowed to say. <laughs> we're, we're coming to the end now. Thank you so much for coming on. Genuinely, like I said, I've been a massive fan of you and Shameless and all the other stuff for years and it's been really lovely to chat with you and what I always say to everyone is if if you're ever in Glasgow the first round's on me but because you're a working actor the rest of the rounds are on you fair enough that's, that's all. <laughs> but I will let you get back to normal life thank you so much for coming on it's been such a pleasure and thank you uh, for letting me waffle on oh, yeah so, we've all got to have a platform to talk shite talk a lot of shit yeah fair enough yeah. No, my pleasure. I've enjoyed it. Well, thank you so much, and good luck with all of the um, stuff that's going on over in Ireland and stuff. Great stuff. Nice chatting to you. And there we have it, another episode of Drama School Dropout, episode 72 completed. Thank you so much to Phil for coming on the podcast and make sure to follow us all on social media and keep up to date with what Phil is doing and you'll find all of that information down in the show notes below. You know the drill now. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a rating and a review on the podcast. It helps us out so much you don't even know. And it's free, so why not? And remember to click that subscribe button, follow us, so that every Tuesday you get a notification when a new episode of Drama School Dropout drops. They're out every Tuesday at 6am. And remember, you can get tickets for This Is Where We Get Off at the Webster's Theatre on the 21st of April by clicking the link in the show notes below. If you're in Glasgow, please come along. Your support would mean the absolute world. And remember, if you have a story for Stage Right or Stage Shite, please email us at dramaschooldropoutpod at gmail.com. And you can now become an official Drama School Dropout by signing up to our Patreon. 
using the link in the show notes and you'll get access to loads of exclusive benefits including secret segments and early access to episodes and i'll be back again next week with a brand spanking new episode next tuesday at 6am and i'll be joined by an extremely talented scottish actor who you may recognize from a little place called shield inch have a great week stay safe i love you Drama school dropout, no graduation day for you. Drama school dropout, thought your whole course, now try something new. Drama school dropout.